and welcome to episode 22 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. So, the roller coaster that is life as a Chelsea fan is off and running once again. From the euphoria of returning to winning ways up at Three Point Lane to despair in Donetsk, we arrive back at Stamford Bridge on Sunday to face Manchester United, which resulted in Mr. Shit meeting Mrs. Fan in particularly spectacular fashion. Within 48 hours, the police, the FA, and various other interested parties have thrown their hats into the ring, ensuring the chances of a speedy and amicable resolution to the latest Stamford Bridge race war are about as slim as Mark Clattenburg taking charge of another Premier League game any time soon. I'm sure that we used to talk about football, didn't we? I might get some t-shirts printed with that on it, and then we can all not wear them in protest about, well, just about everything to do with football at the moment. Joining me to pick the bones out of the last week or so are Gross Jack, who is Tony. Good evening. Mark25, who is Mark. Hello. Dr. Blue Bayou, who is Donal. Good evening. And so we will commence with the happy stuff, Spurs away. Our spectacular unbeaten run in the league came came to an end up there in about 2006, as far as I recall, with the Terry Pole contretemps taking centre stage, um, whilst we were being managed by Jose Mourinho, who apparently was the main reason the club that used to spend most of its time in the dock at the FA. So it was good to return to winning ways. Mark, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the game, as much as you can remember them, because it is to be perfectly fair, quite a while ago now. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, it is quite a while ago. And um, the trouble is, when you're thinking back to a game that was a couple of weeks ago when we won, it's difficult to think of it in the way you did at the time, bearing in mind that we've now lost twice since the game. Mm. So at, at, at the actual time of the Tottenham game, I thought our performance was um, spectacular. And actually, I was one of the few that was actually posting some posts onto the blog at half time and um, I can't remember exactly what I posted but it was all pretty encouraging and said how spectacular our performance had been and what a fantastic goal from Cahill and within five minutes I knew I'd regretted that and I had I had hummed and hard about posting a positive post at half time because it is the kiss of death normally and um, it almost transpired that way because within ten minutes we were 2-1 down but there is something very um, encouraging about our team this season that when we do go down even though um, they're very small and light um, and not not strong looking players they do seem to have an inner strength mm. and managed to get themselves together and started playing some fantastic football and Matter was the uh, conductor of the um, affairs and scored two goals himself and even Sturridge made a return and got one one to get him on the road mm. so overall it was a really really pleasing performance but also um, very pleasing to watch I mean the way we play and pass is fantastic so I was delighted that we got back to making it three point lane yes indeed I will um, I'll, I'll just I'll obviously pulled up the relevant page on the blog um, I, I, will, I will read you about your comments just, <laughs> just <laughs> don't want to speak too soon but spectacular first half and spectacular Cahill goal so far an Oscar winning performance only half time, so not counting any chickens. One, two, three. Next post. Why did I open my big mouth? Um, <laughs> I think it's um, it's one of those things. One of the lasting memories of um, of the blog and, and any number of, of, of Chelsea chat sites um, was the night we're going off. I'm going off at a tangent here, but the night um, that we don't talk about in Istanbul and and the hilarity and and the general gloating and, and mocking at half time when Liverpool was three 0 down. 
and then the gradual realization that something truly awful was happening <laughs> thereafter. So I, I must admit, I've, I tend to sort of temper my comments until after the game. But um, but anyway, that's aside the point. But no, it was a terrific performance, and um, I think. It's obviously been a characteristic of our early season form in the sense that no one really expected us to be where we are. So every game and every difficult moment within a game has been a test. And, you know, obviously up until that point, we were passing and we're flying colours, actually. Um, and when we went 2-1 down in reasonably quick succession, there was lots of umming and ahhing and general sort of waffling from pundits saying well you know now this this will show what Chelsea are made of and uh, and we did because I think we, we did a spectacular job in getting back um, Tony you're, um, you're you're pondering on the game because you wrote a particularly particularly good report I have to say so uh, all credit for that a little while ago that it was and now it's disappeared into the internet ether down somewhere on the um, on the blog menu but um, your thoughts sir yes uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much with Mark I'm a great one for not tempting fate you know being a, a man of science and logic there is still something, you know, about superstition that makes me uneasy and that right. sort of thing. And, and I'm, you know, I remember well the chance of who are ya, who are ya, when uh, a, a guy called Carnu came on when we were two 0 up against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and with every goal, he was sort of saying, "This is who I am." And of course, we lost that game. And I, so when it happens now, you know, I, I will never sing "Who are ya." I'll never sing "Easy, Easy." Uh, you know, because uh, you know the gods of fate are cruel, as we've uh, oft seen. Um, they're not. They're not just cruel. They're evil bastards, frankly. <laughs> they are, frankly. <laughs> um, but the Spurs game was most, the most encouraging thing. I think was as, as Mark has alluded to was that without a big, powerful side, um, without that kind of Mourinho-esque, don't worry, we're only a goal down. This uh, our creative Herberts, as I think we've now um, mm. got them called. Um, yes. Uh, didn't put their heads down and in fact at no point did they look like they didn't believe um, you know the, the, the most worrying factor for me is, is this it's almost a Chelsea tradition that at some point in the game um, you know we will go to sleep it's usually half to half time sometimes it's the beginning of a game so we've seen two examples in the last two weeks one after half time where you know the nurse is coming at half time she's given all the players a little bit of milk let them have a little snooze and then woken them up about 30 seconds before they're due to go out, you know, and uh, I think, you know, that that's what happened there. To be, give Spurs their due, I thought they were, yeah, I, I, I thought they were better than Arsenal. Um, uh, I thought they had more about yeah, them. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I, I mean, I was particularly chuffed with the display of matter and increasingly... Uh, that Eden Hazard, who seems to scare the living shit out of every back four I've seen him play against so far, mm. and um, so it was, it was encouraging. It was good. Um, I think uh, it, and it, it it almost marks a sort of sea change for me in the old Mourinho um, power-based game, resting on the ball. Mm. Don't panic! Don't panic! Into this uh, kind of it is slightly more Barcelona-esque up and at them. Okay, you've got a goal. We'll come back at you. Um, mm. And we, even going two one down, we didn't look particularly rattled. If anything, it kind of awoke us from a slumber. And uh, and so I found it most encouraging. And of all the players, I think that's not being 
sung in, in you know, his name isn't up in lights at the moment uh, and hasn't been for a while uh, possibly uh, just to my perspective reading in the press and that is young Ramirez who I think is um, mm. is you know you wonder how Frank's going to get back in the side with this guy teaming up with Mikel Really well, it's, it's a good point actually because you know he when he's when he's stuck out on the right wing he really doesn't look comfortable in any shape or form. But you put him in the middle next to Mikel and it just seems to you know I, I yeah. think the, the first twenty minutes of Sunday which we'll get on to were were, were not good um, and there are you know lessons to be learned from that. But in general it looks very very comfortable and yeah it's, it's yeah. a very good point and you know to be able to say that about two players that we've actually had on our books for a while. Yeah. All of a sudden, have, have sort yeah. of gelled together, P- potentially bringing the best out of each other. That, that could keep, you yeah. know, probably the club's greatest ever player out. Albeit that he is, you know, coming towards the end of his Chelsea career, you would imagine. Yeah, um, is, is is no yeah. mean feat. Um, but uh, just a, uh, uh, and one other thing, I think is is that you can. I think you said it to me once. Beating Spurs n- will never ever fail to make me happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it raises a smile. It doesn't matter how it happens. You know, it, it, it is the bragging rights. It's childish. I go hunting Spurs fans at work. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm sure they'd come looking for me, but it's been so long since they've had that opportunity. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very nice feeling. And, and I'd, I'll be fine. I know we're going to move on to the other two games. I don't think we should let them um, be a sort of harbinger of doom in any way. No, I, th- I think that's that's, a, that's that's right. It was a good game of football, though, wasn't it? And that was, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, in terms of, I think the other thing, you know, to, to give Spurs their due, they yeah. played a, a decent game of football, and it was, you know, in light of what's gone on since, yeah. it, there was very little, you know, like normally after any big game, and I think it was the same in the Arsenal game. That sort of concentration on a bad tackle or an elbow here or something there or a mouthing off it you know it, 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 it was a game that passed off without any of that which you know given that it's it is a big derby game for both teams now um, I know there's still the Spurs Arsenal but you know because both teams are now up the top um, it's a big derby game now yeah. whether there or here and uh, you know the fact that it did you know it was an early kickoff, and yes it it was one of the few early kickoffs. I, I was anticipating the usual you know, boredom that you get at these early kickoff games, particularly as it was after a European game, wasn't it? Yes. Or, sorry, the international week or whatever. Yes. And I thought, <clears throat> this is just going to be a snooze fest. Yeah, and uh, it was, you know, probably one of the best games of the season, even for a neutral, I think, yeah. to watch. Because I think there was plenty. You know, and, and, you know, I'd give them their due. They they were there to play a game, weren't they? And, and you know. It, it yeah, made for a good football game. I mean, I think we um we, we should we should touch on the point. Not that we we should offer them any excuses, but I think mm. their game probably changed quite dramatically without Bale and Dembele, who are yeah. you know oh, two, yeah. arguably two of their most effective players this season. Mm. Um, but for me, Johnny, the, the, a lot of that sting and you know sort of often post match rancor that you get or whatever was was probably removed by you know the the, the obvious warmth between Robbie and. AVB uh, and AVB who for me showed a lot of class before the game he, he walked over he shook everybody's hand including Frank's he didn't sort of snub him or anything like that um, it was you know pretty much 
televised, you know, that was part of Sky's thing, look at this, this, this looks quite quite nice or whatever. And then after the game, he, you know, there was no bitching about who won and who lost or whatever. He was mm. quite, you know, gave us a lot of credit. And, I, you know, I just think that that sometimes helps. It could it, 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 have been so much of Benitez Mourinho kind of standoff. And yes, so I think there was a lot of hope that that was going to be the case, wasn't there? Well, yes. I think, yeah, I think that's always... That sort of thing to happen. And that's always the way is, yeah, Sky will play it up as... Yeah. Is the big grudge match and the big revenge, which you know, yeah, Tottenham Chelsea is. By it's, it's, it's quite nature. surprising, really, because we never saw those interpersonal skills while he was our manager. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good point. It has to be said. It, yeah. It's interesting watching him now. I, I don't find him anywhere near as irritating, obviously, because he's not our manager anymore. But he does appear, to a degree, to to have sort of maybe grown up a little bit and maybe of learnt a little bit from his Chelsea experience you know w- yeah. whether we you know we'll see but you know he, he appears to be doing quite a decent job there um, which is not a, not a great thing obviously but you know I, I don't wish the guy any, any ill but I think in the grand scheme of things and I think we, this sort of came up as a subject on the blog there's, there's obviously there's a lot of sort of animosity as such there's a lot of people that you know want the guy to fail for the obvious reasons but I actually think that you know, five, ten years' time, he's he's really only ever going to be just a footnote in Chelsea's history. You know, what happened the season he was there obviously was fairly momentous, but I don't think he's ever really going to be considered as part of that or anything other than just sort of a Scolari-esque blip. You know, that's my point of view. I, you know, we'll maybe discuss I mean, if that. if he does go on to be successful, you know, obviously people will say, oh... You know, he, look what he could have done for you, and you know things don't work out for us. But the chemistry there was wrong for whatever reason, and yeah, just you know, hard on him. He was hoping, you know, maybe to get a full season. A lot of us, I think, expected that he would. Um, but should he go on to be successful, doesn't necessarily mean that he would have been successful at Chelsea. It, like like teams, like um, managers and coaches, the whole thing. It's all about you know the chemistry as much as anything else, isn't it? And, um, you know, you look at, you go back as far as Brian Clough going to, to Leeds, things like that, you know, yeah, undeniably a great manager, but it was just, just a, didn't work a out. car crash, wasn't it? It was mm. terrible. I um, think it's, you know, Chelsea, uh, we, again, we touched on this on the blog, and it's, it's going off tangent, but it's, it's an interesting point, is that certainly since Pulit, I would say we've generally had quite affable, likable, and and successful managers. There's been the odd the odd blip here or there, um, and I think just you know by virtue of what he tried to do or what he wanted to try and do, coupled with the fact that you know he, he isn't a very likable guy to listen to, you know he doesn't have charisma as such. He's he's a bit of a technocrat. He's a, he's a bit waffly. It's his second language. He never comes across terribly well and as a terribly warm individual. I think he was always, irrespective of what he tried to do, I think he was always fighting a bit of an uphill battle when he arrived. But that's you know, it's just my opinion. But um, but yeah, it, it certainly was. It, it wasn't quite the sort of the huge great spectacle that Sky were hoping it to be, um, albeit that it was a very good game of football. Mm. Um, so, uh, any, anyone care to fling anything else in about Spurs, the game 
anything else that arose from it. I can't particularly think of anything. It wasn't terribly controversial. Um, Kyle Walker acted like a bit of a twat when he kicked the ball at Matta for no particular but, reason. Yeah, but, but then Matta mugged him off after that, it, didn't he? Exactly. Look, you know, Matta did, did make him stupid. look <laughs> particularly <laughs> stupid later on, which um, I suspect he um, he enjoyed a great deal. Um, can, I, can I just read a paragraph uh, from... Um, <clears throat> my comments under Tony's report. You can indeed, um, far away, sir. And, you know, on this bay, I, I seem to be, cha- I'm, I'm probably going to start to become a spiritual medium because I appear to be channeling some sort of power of foresight here. <laughs> <clears throat> the progress of the team is really encouraging. So good has the start been that I think we are now travelling at the sort of speed that is traditional in a Chelsea train wreck. With November looming, I'm starting to get nervous. This serene progress can't continue, can it? (laughs) Yes. You should have finished that off by saying, and here endeth the first lesson. (laughs) And we should be building a pulpit for you because... Preacher bio. Honestly, preacher bio. Well, you're the good doctor. In fact, fact, what I put after it also is probably worth reading because (laughs) there's nothing better than the sound of your own voice reading your own thoughts. that's, That's what people dial in for, for their entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, Let's hope that if there are any reverses... A bit of patience will be in evidence around the place. It will be interesting to see how Ferguson approaches Sunday. Will he arrive concerned to put shackles on Chelsea, or will he feel that an attacking setup will cause us a problem? It will be an early indicator of how we are perceived in terms of the balance of the team. Scorpio! There you go. Yeah. Uh, Come to me, I will read your palms, your tea leaves, your old toenails, whatever. That's a, a marvellous offer, I suspect, one that we may take up at some point when we, we're desperate to fill space. Um, <laughs> we, moved, um, we moved on um, some considerable distance out to, uh, out to Donetsk um, at the Donbass Arena. Why is it called the Donbass Arena? I, I didn't investigate. I'm sure there's a very good reason. I think it's the Donbass Valley. No, it's the Don Valley, but I think Donbass is, is the region and so on and so forth. Uh, I see. Right. Julie mm. noted. Excellent bit of local geography. That, that, that suits. Um, well, I did, I did in my youth read one of the great doorsteps of uh, Russian communist literature and Quiet Flows the Don. But I, uh, we'll uh, deal with that another day. <laughs> who by? Just as a bit of colour. Uh, Mikhail Sholokov. Who right. was accused of plagiarising sure. much of it later? Right. Mm. Okay. Well, you see, you don't get this on every podcast. Yeah, well, uh, we are culture central, aren't we? It's been a bit, a bit of Russian literature and everything. It's, yeah. it's all good. Um, we, um, we we learned earlier on in the, in the preamble that um, it would have been sensible, obviously, for when we reached. Um, Champions League finals and uh, FA Cup finals this year um, to have booked a ticket for the Donetsk game and uh, Mark will now just just explain exactly why um, well as long as the ticket office don't listen to this <laughs> podcast and trace me back and delete my loyalty points but I think you may be okay <laughs> ticket prices for football in the Ukraine are unbelievably cheap only £5 a ticket you know there's nowhere else you can see Chelsea for £5 so um Late on in the booking process, I did buy two tickets just to boost my loyalty points in anticipation we will be going to the Champions League final at Wembley next May. Of course. And uh, as I mentioned, once I had the tickets in my possession, I did contemplate going. Um, 
but it was a nightmare journey to get there. Uh, British Airways don't fly direct. I um, could have gone with Lufthansa via Munich, and that was eight hours. The cheapest option I found and the sort of shortest flight was by Turkish Airlines via Istanbul, and that was seven or eight hundred pounds. Um, and based on the reaction I got when I told my, told my wife, the look on her face, I thought, it's really not worth pursuing this. Tele- television and, um, is then, yeah. Yeah, television it was. And in a way, I was grateful. I mean, it's not the kind of place you really want to go and visit for an overnight. Um, I doubt I'd have got a hotel on, on such a late um, booking, because I was only planning it like one day before. Mm-hmm. So it probably was best and safer to um, stay at home. Could, could you could you make us all happy by referring to your wife as Erin Dawes, which would then complete the Arthur Daly esque persona that you're now taking on? You know, sort of. <laughs> you know, you know. If I had the keyboards, we'd be having a bit of minder going on here now, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so I know that. for you. Right. So, a couple of lessons. <laughs> I've learnt um, some lessons in life, Donald. Yeah. One is when you get that look on your wife's face, don't don't pursue an idea. <laughs> and, and secondly, don't call her her, her indoors. <laughs> <laughs> you may find yourself wearing oh. a organ, so to speak. Um, who, who wants to kick off the game? Because I, I, all I can remember is, is defensive farce in about four minutes in, or whatever it was. Um, and it was all up. It was just an uphill struggle from there. We, our, our away form in the Champions League. I mean, obviously towards the end of last season, it improved somewhat. But for a while now, there's been the odd spectacular result like Valencia and one or two, but we've we've had some spectacular pratfalls and and bad results um, away in Europe, especially in the group stages, which leaves us sort of slightly nervous. But we kind of seem to get there in the end. Um, Tony, I, I'm throwing it over to you because I yeah, can't talk about I, it because I, I can't remember anything else. The, the word, the words, it just reminded me of um, the UEFA Super Cup. Um, in terms of attitude and whatever, and we, you know, we picked it up too late. Oh, just give some credit to Shakhtar; they were bloody good. And uh, yeah, I, I, I feel a bit like the guy who played the um, uh, Mike Bassett's mate. You know, three cheers for the Ukrainians or whatever it was. You know, uh, but they were good, and they, yeah. they they took us by surprise. I don't think we ever got over that. I think the fact that we probably don't travel too well is a slight concern. Um, but ultimately, there, there seems to be a, you know. I just wonder after the Spurs game whether there's a little bit of um, believing some of the press guff that we've been reading on ourselves. You know, look at this wonderful passing team. Look how they're starting to emulate Barcelona. How they don't give in and you know, fantastic start. I just wonder whether a little bit of complacency set in there. And I think I spent most of the night tweeting the, the words kick up the arse with a hashtag in front of it because that's to me what it was. And, and yeah, I've got. You know, there's, I've no problem with a defeat. I've, I've no problem with a fair defeat. I've no problem with a kick up the arse when it comes early. As I've learned as a golfer, um, you want your wheels to come off early in the round so you can recover, not on hole number 17 when you're defending a very slender lead or whatever. Um, uh, I was very impressed with William. Is it his name? William? Willan? Um, Willian. 
bloke for the Black Eyed Peas or whatever. His name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who knew that he could turn his hand and uh, to to be a, a decent footballer? Um, Mag- magnificent afro as well. Oh, Has superb, superb. I mean, he would put Fellini and Louise back into their rightful hair places, wouldn't he? And, you know, I mean, it, 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 who would have thought? Who would have thought in a, an industrial mining town, well, city, I suppose, down in the Don Valley, you would actually find a, a hair care emporium that could maintain that for you. <laughs> yeah. That's even, you know, we have this vision of, of Russia as this sort of post-communist wasteland, but they, whatever else they've got, they, they, they've certainly got a few decent hair emporia. Well, I, didn't re- I didn't realise it was Russia. <clears throat> Sorry, the Ukraine, Ukraine. I do apologise. The, for, the former US Soviet. Well, yeah. you know, to be fair, um, Mr. Sh- Mr. Shevchenko was always rather well quaffered, wasn't he? You know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, he, he was no slouch in the in the like nice hair looks and everything like that. So you know, perhaps we are stereotyping there slightly. I, 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 fond of golf as well, is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, um, it, it, perhaps the Ukraine was. It, maybe that was the USSR's Beverly Hills. Quite a five pound ticket, an eight hundred pound <laughs> plane journey, and probably probably a six hundred you know, good hairdo as well. Well, imagine, but, well if I'd you known, probably I'd probably for it. I would have gone if I'd known I could have got a cheap haircut. I mean, that would have brought down the net cost of the flight. But also, um, t- Tony, I'm just intrigued by your reference to kick, it, kick up the arse. So w- will you be wearing your kick up the arse t-shirt this weekend, or are you going to... Um, I, I, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm not that principled. I will wear my kick up the arse t-shirt, you know, because I believe it. we, frankly... It just all smelt a little bit of a kick up the arse that we needed. And, uh, you know, we, we got out of jail a little bit with... Um, I've probably got this completely wrong, but Norgeland, Norgeland, I think Norgeland, you know, um, pulling off a bit of a miracle result against Juventus and um, did us a big favour there as well. Uh, But I think people are just there's 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 a bit of the old, yeah. We again have to read it through Twitter and some of the comments that come up on the blog. It's like, oh my God, the world has ended, you know. And I'm sure there were a few people sitting again, get Di Matteo out and rubbish like that, you know. And uh, uh, you think. You know, you get beaten by a team occasionally that are better than you on the night. You know, I'm sure we'll probably bury Donetsky when they turn up at Stanford Bridge. But on that particular night, I think we're we're selling them a little bit short by not giving they them. They have a very good home record. They are a very yes. good team. Um, you know, the the Ukraine and Russia have been putting decent teams into the Champions League for a while. I think the problem they have is is this big long break. You know, they very often yeah. qualify a team out of the group. But you know, once the the latest the latter stages start, they're they're yeah. actually just you know yeah. getting back into condition, it's, having had a, a couple of months certain, break. Certainly, um, no mugs. So on. you know, it's no one goes to no one goes to to yeah. you know they got about the nine. Ukraine or, or, or Russia, you know, to St Petersburg yeah. or, or to Moscow, expecting to beat these teams easily. It just hasn't been happening for years, and yeah. you know, this idea that somehow. Um, it was a massive failure. Yes, it was a poor performance, but I was expecting or hoping that we would get a point out of it because, you know, given their form, Shakhtar were, were going to be a decent team. You know, we're still, as Tony's alluding to, we're still a team that's being put together, that's finding, you know, a way to play, etc. And, um, you know, they, they, they had, what, four or five very good Brazilians and... Uh, well, that, you know, played a very disciplined, 
you know, well-balanced game. And back on hairstyles now. We are back on hairstyles. I was about to make that exact point, you know, that, <laughs> that not only do they do a good afro, but they've got a several good Brazilians there, and they, it's, it's obviously uh, a place uh, for topiary. Something, something <laughs> of a late tackle there, but... Um, oh, I, uh, God. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, where if, were I can't, if I can't refer to one of the world's fastest-growing economies by its proper name, I, I really don't know. <laughs> Accused of some appalling double entendre. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, 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 I suspect that the evening won't get any better, so obviously, you know, fate is now sharpening its knife. But I, I, like I said, we, we always have a bit of a glitch in the, in the Champions League group group stages, and, and we'll be fine, and we'll qualify, and everything will be okay. Well, we were out of Europe, according to the bloke on Radio 4, uh, on the Today programme at 8.30, we were pretty much on the way out. You know, that's the sort of reaction that we were getting. And I was thinking... Well, What's that, John Humphreys? No, you know they have Gary someone or... Gary, one of Gary Bond. One no, of those Gary who comes on about 8.27 and... Yeah, Gary um, Richardson, I think his name is. Gary Richardson. He used to do a slot on Five Live. He's, he's quite... Yeah. Um, Pompous, I find, but you know, I, I would just, just the only reason I was John Humphreys, frankly, is is now so fucking old and needs to be pensioned off. Very, very. <laughs> this morning there was a there was a slot on um, on the the new four G network that that opened today. The, the on switch was was flicked up, and you know, mm-hmm. apparently the connection is faster. And he 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 actually made the references. You know, I I, I want to go back to Bakelite telephones. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's kind of. Well, the Today program is is way past its sell by date now, anyway. I think, but I sort of like it since I'm, I, you know, I, I, I used to pretend that I like six music, but I'm I'm really too old. Uh, <laughs> can't can't be asked with it anymore. So I like. To, I hear know. John Humphrey speak, and the word luddite springs to mind every. Yeah, time. yeah. Well, yeah. the problem is, I, I I sort of tend to feel kind of a bit of empathy for him it, sometimes, it, but well, occasionally. But you do think get the impression he's, he reminds me of that. Famous, not the nine o'clock news sketch with the judge who says, "and and who were the Beatles?" <laughs> <laughs> he does play up the old fogey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fortunate you've you've introduced not the nine not, not the <laughs> start again, not the nine o'clock news into proceedings because we could probably wheel out the old um, Constable Savage gag given um, recent events at Stanford. Ah, Park. yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. We, we'll, we'll get on to, we'll get on to yes, that later. So. Um, have we done Donetsk now? I would just say, in case people are thinking that we're rambling and there's no structure to this, John John Humphreys is, of course, Welsh, and it should be pointed out for anyone who didn't <coughs> pick up on it during the various reports, uh, Donetsk itself, the city, was founded by a Welshman called Hughes. Brilliant. I feel I should point that out. So, And, you know, had we not uh, had, had one other reverse, we could have said that the only points or reverses we'd had all season were at the hands of the Hughes, as in QPR and in Donetsk. But, your, ex- um, your extensive knowledge of uh, Eastern Europe begs the question whether you went to Cambridge. That, you know, um, just a thought, you know. Is there a spy, uh, is there a spy in that mix? Yeah, I was going to say, have we got, you're not, you're, your surname isn't really Burgess or McLean, is it? Or something along them lines? <laughs> have I been recruited? Donald <laughs> Blunt. Yes. You'd be, very, you'd be very worried to know just how close to the centre of 
the intelligence network of this country I have been on the occasion. <laughs> you'll say no more. Yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge. But I, I don't drink heavily or have any um, anything other than you know, purely heterosexual tendencies. None that I'm a, nothing, no. None that you're aware of, anyway. What well, was that thing you said I, about... I missed them too, anyway. What was that thing you said earlier, Johnny, about didn't we just used to talk about football? Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And listen, you know, in, in terms of not drinking heavily, you've got about an hour to go, so we're probably yeah. going to put that right at this rate, I would imagine. But um, anyway, that was Donetsk. Um, I, I, who are we playing next? We've got Donetsk again next next week, haven't we? Uh, yes. Come on, someone, yes. someone help Yes, indeed you. we have. I'm going. Uh, yes, likewise. So we, we might actually get... A considerably <laughs> more than five pounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might get a match report as well instead of a lot of slightly off-key rambling, but um, no, all good. All good. Um, in which case, we move on to Sunday, um, which, well... There's an awful lot to pick the bones out of, and I suspect we may spend a good hour or so rambling about this. So if you want to go and get yourself a drink, now's the time to do it. Pretend we're pausing it, and we'll just fill in a bit of space, and uh, and on we go. Um, Chelsea, Manchester United, uh, as as our estimable colleague, uh, Mr Peter Watts, added on the um, on the blog, is, is that they are generally certainly at Stamford Bridge anyway, horrible, horrible games. Um, you expect there to be competitiveness and you know a, a bit of a bit of free on to it given that you're talking about two of the best teams of the country who've shared seven out of eight titles in the last well eight years um but they always just seem to end up being particularly poisonous and obviously sunday was was kind of no exception um tony kick us off you were there i was there donald you watched it Yes, Mark, I did. Mark, yeah. we will come on to you a little later because you were you were cruelly robbed of the chance to see the um, the spectacle of football farce and everything else that um, that, that was the game on Sunday. Um, so, Tony, kick us off. Rage. I, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was still raging this morning on the train on the way into London. Um, I, I'm still bloody annoyed. I still think, yeah. It, I, you know, I was, I, you know, we gave each other the thumbs up before the game, didn't we? And uh, you know, fifteen minutes later, uh, probably sitting there, I'd written us off at two 0 I thought, bugger this, you know, this is going to be one of those where we just have to walk away and say, shit, that's it, the wheels have come off. Um, but, but by about twenty minutes, I started thinking, you know, we're we're actually better than this lot. We are actually better than this lot. Wayne Rooney, Ballon d'Or. Do me a fucking favour. That's all I'll say about that. The bloke was kicking the players up in the air, slow, cumbersome. He looked shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it had been a Chelsea player out there wearing that, sh- that you know, if he'd doing that sort of performance, and I'm sure we've had our fair share of them, I think I'd have been saying, get him out in January. He was. For Man United fans listening, other opinions are available. So, yeah, and in interest, <laughs> but you won't get him on here. Yeah, Not no. But in the interest of balance, um, you know, your the little fellow at right back is it Fabio or Raphael? I can never remember which one it is, but uh, he was brilliant. You know, um, apart from when he was faced with Hazard. But uh, you know, we we I at twenty minutes I started thinking, you know, what, if we get a goal back in this. Um, It'll be like last year when the momentum swung violently back in their favour. Mm. Um, and I thought, you know, we, we would get back in it. Matter's goal, which uh, I, I heard some utter arse gravy from one pundit or another who said that, um, you know, the keeper should have got it. It was 
inch perfect <laughs> freak. Yeah. Absolutely. Inch perfect Zola S free kick. Um, that was put into the only position in that goal where the keeper wouldn't have got to it. It was a work of art. It was fantastic. Sorry, sorry to interject, but yeah. I mean, let's be truthful. De Gea had an absolute fucking stormer of a game. Oh, he did. He, you know, a couple of those saves were just. I well, he's bizarre. His, his bizarre save from the Louise kind of curving thunderbolt that went in was one thing. <laughs> But the save he made from Torrey's header, you know, towards the end of that half or whatever, was fucking hell, that was Gordon Banks-like. I mean, I've watched it on the replay. It was almost over the line, and he kind of just reached back and just managed to scoop it out. I mean, I'm sure there wasn't anybody who didn't think it had gone in. I certainly did. Well, it's sort of what reminded me at the time, and it's slightly different um, having watched it back, but it reminded me that I I think it was um, against when Arsenal were playing Sheffield United in the Cup many years ago, David Seaman. He just sort of defied gravity and sort of reached back into the goal and scooped one. He hadn't gone over the line. Scooped the ball out. It's sort of, yeah, so did Roy Sarrell. Mark Clattenburg refereed as well. We should. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Just you know, we're not starting conspiracy theories, but we no. should no. point that out for clarity. No. Um, but but I, I think you're absolutely right in the sense that I think most of us thought after the first disastrous first fifteen twenty minutes. Well, we sort of opened our eyes again, well, massacred well, them back, and we actually we outplayed them completely. I yeah. think Tony, Tony has got it wrong when he says uh, when he disagrees with the guy who said that you know the goalkeeper could have got there because I'm fairly sure that there's probably somewhere in the Rift Valley where you get these genetic huge genetic uh, <laughs> outliers. There's a bloke of about eight foot five yeah. who, if you stood him on a pair of roller skates and kicked them from under him, would have fallen <laughs> that way and saved it. But other than that, yeah, yeah you're probably right. I, I, I you know, I, I was at that point when that goal went in, um, when Matter scored. I, I thought, you know, what we 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 can do this. We look, we don't look. We've gone back to that post two one Tottenham kind of mm. verve and style and. You know, it was almost like the players developed that sense of belief. The first 15 minutes was poor. I don't mm. blame Cahill. I don't blame Louise. I thought Hanson's dismantling of Louise on match of the day two was fucking shocking, right? And he should... I, I would it was over the top, but I, I, dis- I thought Louise was, was fairly shit for no, the first 15 minutes. I, well, I, I disagree. I thought he didn't do anything. Like the one to blame was Ashley Cole. Where the fuck was he for both goals in that well, he left got, back he got position? murdered because there was no one in front of him. Yeah. For both goals, he's a left back. When I played at, you know, my back back in my time when I played football, left back meant that that's where you were. You were back in that position, stopping people, going over to the wingers, trying to get the ball from tackling, blocking, whatever. You weren't fucking somewhere down in the middle, uh, you know. Underneath a parasol, sitting in the deck chair, waiting for the ball. Both him and Ivanovic were a long way forward. Mikel as well. Mikel is now playing much further forward. You know, I I said this on the bubble. We gave we we gave AVB pelters for for this this high line, but we we played that way on on Sunday. Certainly for the first twenty minutes or so, and we got absolutely crucified for it. That anti-Mikel culture seems to be gathering pace now with Louise, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, this bloke's done pretty much, I don't think, did anything wrong. In fact, when we were down to nine men, he was desperately trying to make things happen uh, and get back and go forward, and he was getting run ragged from time to time, but he was still putting in good tackles. I just think it was being a bit harsh. We are going to concede goals. That's 
what you get when you um, when you don't line up four massive great big people at the back and tell them they're not allowed to move more than two feet in front of the penalty area. Um, I'm so, sorry to interrupt uh, uh, you in full flight. I would just like to briefly thank Mrs. Dyer because she's delivered me a can of Guinness. Carry oh, on. See, now that, this is getting more like text match. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is, and I've got nothing, we, uh, and, half a glass of Coke. Mrs. Jones from Gwyneth who's made this marvellous cake. And, well, my, my daughter's actually made some made some fairy cakes at the weekend. And I think there's one or two left, so I'm kind of hoping there'll be a, a delivery of those later on. But hey, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, carry uh, just go oh, back. Here's Fred so, Truman coming uh, in. I'm going <laughs> to stick to the, the the kind of game because I'm sure we'll have the uh, the Battenberg discussion sooner or later. Um, but <laughs> Steamless link almost. Yeah, the the the, the second half, uh, I thought we were fabulous, and, and at eleven against eleven, the mm. equaliser came. I thought, you know what, this this is going to look bad against Man United because they looked rattled. They really did. They they looked bereft of ideas. Yeah, because I, I sorry to interrupt your tone, but I thought initially, yeah. obviously with a two goal lead, they they were sitting back and you know were comfortable just defending. Yeah. And then uh, you know that was for most of the first. And then the last ten minutes of the first half, you know, I thought, well, you know, we seem to be making them look a bit uncomfortable. Then we got the goal. I thought they'll come out second half and and they'll get back on their game. Yeah, and they couldn't do it, could they? No, they couldn't. They couldn't. They, no. Normally, United, you know, they even if they sit deep, they can knock the ball long and someone picks it up. Yeah. But it got to the point where they were just hoofing the ball up the pitch, yeah. and there was no one up there to get it. No. You know, and um, that's not yeah. The I, they they couldn't break out of it. There was like a stranglehold there on the game. That they couldn't break out of for, for quite a significant period. Yeah, well, Rooney until we got the equaliser. Yeah, I was I was shocked by, by just how poor Rooney was. And Van Persie does not live off long ball service. That's not his game, mm. is it? Let's face it. So, um, and then you know, obviously, but it has it has to be said. And you know, we we don't wish to open up the Torres can of worms, but he can finish. Yeah, mm. he can. And, and I think ultimately, it had had the disaster of the game not panned out the way it was I, I think it would actually have been been a story of, of two strikers one yeah, that can finish and one that can't yeah I, I think you know the Ivanovic sending off my personal view is a bit harsh you know if if Torres has got a reputation for diving and that was what ruined his second card what the fuck has Ashley Young got um, you know this is a guy who you know could would fall over in a supermarket if a tin of beans two aisles down the road fell off you know what I mean he's just uh, I, I, you know that that was yeah, but, but I can understand if, if, you, go, if you go behind a player and raise your hands, yeah. even if you don't intentionally, yeah. you didn't stick a foot into him. But no. if you go across the back of a player, nine times out, you're going to get done. And yeah. you're get done. I you just, know. Be perfectly honest, if it had happened to Hazard at the other end, we'd been bellowing for whoever well, we had to get been. sent off. You know, we it's, and it is it. Yeah. You know, by the letter of the law, and I don't, I don't wish to yeah. state the rule, but overstate the rule, but but it's denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. The sad thing is, I think it's Ivanovic. Although he was caught the wrong side, if he'd stayed the wrong side, he's probably got just enough pace to, have, you know, probably, you know, perhaps put, put him off. And the other thing is, obviously, it's easy to say that now, but even at the time, let him score. Okay, it would have been three-two. Yeah. But we proved that we could come back. You know, it yeah. was. Uh, I'm not having a go at the bloke. You know, it's, it's, he's got a split yeah. second. He, he, you know, it's a natural reaction. But you just think it would have been better to let him have a pot. Yeah. He might well have scored. But that I would have been three-two. But we still would have been yeah. in but that even, game. You know, even after that, even down to ten, I didn't think we looked particularly 
bothered. You know, we we seem to have the players and the mobility in the middle of the field now, which which you know caters for the loss of a player. Uh, I think what was disappointing was that we we got ourselves back in the game. You know, United probably got caught in that mindset of we're two up, we'll just hold this. Yeah. Then couldn't get out of it, and then as soon as we got to two all, there was that slight relaxation, which you're naturally going to get. And the first time they pushed forward. You know, Cahill got too tight. Percy turned it. Van Persie turned him, put the ball in, and, and Young got the wrong side of Ivanovic. And we basically made maybe four or five mi- mistakes all afternoon and conceded on three of them. You know, and that, and that was what was so disappointing. And that's what, you know, that's what United are good at. That they, okay. on their day, you know, they have finishers all through the team. And if you give them the chances, they'll take them. Well, I think. I mean, I think that's the point in the sense that it, it was, you know, it was it was pretty much billed as a contest between two teams who are great going forwards, but are probably a little bit shaky at the back, and that's really what it panned out to be. Oh, yeah. um, albeit that you know they were a little more clinical um, in in terms of their finishing, albeit that you know, <coughs> the winner was offside. That's that's the word I was looking for. Yes, that's um, that's. And he was offside. Even everyone says he was offside coming out of the net. He was actually offside when the initial shot was taken. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. He was offside. You know, he never, he was never onside at any point in the whole move. It sort of it brings to mind that old that that old Ferguson quote about um, I can't I can never remember which Inzaghi brother it is, but um, you know, United played AC Milan one once in the in the Champions League a few years back and um you know they were they were beaten by an Inzaghi goal I think and um hapless ITV pundit asked Ferguson, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, did you think that um, Inzaghi's goal was offside? And he said something along the lines: "The lad was born offside." It <laughs> is gruff Glaswegian yeah. brogue, um, and I think you know that that pretty much summed up um, the scenario yeah. on um, yeah. on Sunday. But, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of what we need to do is is obviously look at the whole Clattenburg thing. Um, I have to say, it, it would have been led into by the fact that he, you know. Uh, that 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 massively changed the game and and, and actually mm. shortchanged forty six thousand fans or however many people there. I thought, yeah, because it was becoming a cracker of a contest. This thing, yeah. and I have to say, you know, to, to, briefly to his credit, before we absolutely destroy the bloke, I hadn't really noticed him up until. I mean, even the Ivanovic sending off, I got no problem with it because it it was pretty much the, the right decision. Up until then. I thought he'd had quite a good game. I, you know, I hadn't particularly noticed the guy, which in a, in a Chelsea United game, it's a good thing because it means the guy's doing a decent job. Mm. And then all of a sudden, everything went whoa. Um, and, it, and if we're again, if we're being entirely pragmatic about it, Torres's challenge on um, on cleverly one of the few things I thought match of the day two got. It right. was outrageous, John. That that to put your boot into someone like that. I, I mean, you know, that's the thing. It was, gives, cleverly should have. You know, you you were putting cleverly at big risk of getting a yellow card. You know, to do that sort of thing <laughs> based on what we've seen. You know, how, you can't you can't do that to a player. Oh, shades of games but, gone by. Uh, dear, um, but <laughs> sorry, I'm going to go on mute while I laugh that one off. We, we digress. <laughs> um, no, I, but I think. Um, <laughs> One of the few things that matched of the day too actually got right was that that cleverly got up 
brushed mm. him off and didn't moan. Had he rolled about on the floor, I think Torres could have actually been in a lot more trouble. Mm. Um, but he wasn't, got the yellow. Um, Ivanovic sending off, I personally didn't have that much of an issue with it, you know. Mm. If you, if you get yourself in that position and, and clip a player in any sh- any way, shape, or form, you're you're pretty much screwed. You're going. Um, the the Torres thing. It was interesting to look at the footage because even from you know we were sitting at the other end of the ground. Even from where we were sitting, it looked it looked like there was contact. It, just you know that that sort of when you watched it first off without the benefit of replays you thought he was brought down there because he didn't really have any reason to sort of hit the deck even you know as a striker with limited confidence to, to put it politely um, as Torres it, it made more sense for him to carry on going um, in that situation you've got to be if you're the referee and you're going to wave a card about you've got to be absolutely certain that it's simulation that there hasn't been any contact whatsoever mm. now as far as I could see and all the words and that have been spoken written about ever since he simply wasn't in a position to definitively say there was absolutely no contact Evans's reaction was whoops hands up and, and on it went from there and you know as this has been pointed out since then. You know, he, he got away with his boot straight into Drogba's um, solar plexus a couple of seasons back, and um, and got away with that. And of course, Clattenburg sent sent Evans off in the the six one game and against City, which was indeed you know this isn't a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying as these coincidences amuse you. Uh, was in fact the, the player that got sent off by Clattenburg who hadn't refereed uh, a Man United game since. No, that's now, whether, whether that's just down to rotation or yeah. whatever, who knows. But, you know, it was... Uh, Evan certainly looked worried when he got up off the floor. But he looked really worried. And, there, was, uh, there wasn't, yeah. there wasn't it's anybody in the area, because I moved away from my normal seat down to sit, go and sit behind the goal with, with friends, and there wasn't a single person in that area... That believed it was Torres that had got the card. Everyone and we, everyone was they were moaning. They were first of all going fucking hell, a yellow for for Evans sort of thing. You know, he, he deserved far more than that. You know, and then you saw sort of Torres trudging off, and we were like, surely yeah. not. Uh, it, uh, it was it, it, even the most <clears throat> harsh or slightly despotic European referee would normally think he's on a yellow. Okay, I can't be sure. I'll wave play on. Mm. Just wait, play on then. It, I mean, Torres had lost the ball. You know, if, if, yeah, the ball the, to be perfect. The ball had gone. Yeah. So if he was, if he was guilty, perhaps when you watch it, you think he could have made a better effort to stay on his feet. But you know, if you're caught, despite what Ferguson and people say, there's enough contact. Yes, it's it's the modern game. Players go down. If you don't want to award the free kick because you think he's made too much of it, and he's not going to. You know, he's not done the swan dive, he's just tumbled over. Well, you know, he's lost the ball, wave it on. You know, it's it comes back all the time, and and you see it all the time. There's a big difference between the referee who makes a genuine error, who's trying to ref the game at high speed in a difficult situation, and the referees who feel they have to make the difference. Well, he did. You know, and, and... that characterises a lot of what goes on. Yeah. 
You know, to be they, fair they, to they the feel referee, they though. have to make the, the difference. Sorry, Donald, but to be fair mm. to the referee, there's, with all the public outcry at the moment about diving, there is a huge amount of pressure on them to try and deal with the issue. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and players mm. are getting their comeuppance. I mean, I posted on the blog that, you know, when I walk down the street, and it's a busy shopping street, and my arm brushes against a pedestrian walking in the opposite direction... My first reaction isn't to immediately throw myself to the ground. I am able to stand up, right. even though there's been contact. And, and really, I should throw myself to the ground. And, and that's what I find um, But there was really sufficient irritating. contact from his studs to tear Torres's sock, according to Chelsea's oh, sources. Well, I didn't know yeah. that. But, um, and, and this is the point, I think, Mark, is I understand what you're saying, and I accept that. But, you know, had Torres gone down in the box and, and you know, made a big meal of it, fine. Uh, I could accept what you're saying. This was just another tumble in a game, a fast-moving game where players were were going down. I, I I just cannot see the logic of you know if they want to stamp it out of the game, fine. But you pick a particular incident and a player that's already been booked, and we all know how the game is 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 refereed. No, I accept that. Let, let's put yeah. that Torres situation to one side, though. But I think the general mood at the moment is amongst pundits is if there was contact, you have the right to go down. No, and I, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think the game that. should be played in that spirit. No, I, no, I, I agree true. with Mark. Yeah, no, I, I that is from the pundit side of things. Mm. I think, you know, you've even had professionals on Twitter saying, if there's contact, I would go down. Uh, mm. You're running at pace, I guess. You know, you, 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 you're just going to use little things to your advantage, which people do every day. You do it in meetings, you spot a little weakness, you play on it or whatever. Um, I, I think there's nothing particularly wrong with that. I... I, I quite think, I think in this particular case, you know that that referee, that none of that, none of the, uh, the, the the if you like the the fallout that's happened after it would have happened if he'd have just played wave play on. We'd have moaned about it. We'd have said it was a fucking blatant foul, but mm. you'd have got over it. The game would have carried on. We'd have been down to ten. It may have been a different result. It may have been three two four two. It might have been three or who knows. But. The fact is, it was such a contentious decision against a player that had had a yellow card, okay, um, uh, and we'd already had, you know, you, I will stay this, and, and, and I don't think it's corruption, I've said that before, I think it's the cloak of incompetence that's been waved around those people. That's a fuck-up, yeah, there's, think, there's, no, you know, you know, there's no conspiracy, it's just no, a fuck-up. absolutely, no, absolutely, but... When was the last time Manchester United had a player sent off at Old Trafford, let alone two... And I, you could argue the same with Liverpool, with Arsenal, or whatever. You know that that is such an unusual thing. And even even it's if very you true. applied I mean, a little I... bit of common sense, it's a pressurised game. I take that. But yeah, we all have this overriding. Uh, you know, we, we all have a, a, a cerebral cortex, which is our thinking cap, which allows us to take a breath, make a decision without that immediate reaction, if you like. You know, and all he had to do, he could just wave the play on. That's all he did. But he chose, and he. The... I think it was even highlighted on that sh- crappy match of day two that it looked like he realised he'd made an error. That's the, I think that's the point. When you actually looked at and it, it was it was pretty clear actually when you looked at the footage. Clattenburg and, and and this was I, you know this is where you you have to call his judgment into question because he marched over to Torres immediately. In the, in the manner of a man who went right, he dived. I'm booking him. Yeah. When. He, he he simply could not have seen. There is nowhere yes. in a million years yeah, where he was. He was way back then. Whether mm. there was, and you know, even you know the 
the likes of the estimable Graham Pohl and, and you know every referee that's been quoted on and you know they've all been out Dermot Gallagher Jeff Winter any number of but the, you know they have all said the simple fact is if you are in any doubt that there was there was no contact or there was contact there was no contact if you are in any doubt you don't give the card yes. and you could see the moment he pulled the card out the look on his face changed he went oh shit that's you know that's me and tomorrow's papers kind of thing yeah. because he screwed up he knew he'd screwed up and you and know I think it, it was it was impetuousness now I don't know what Torres has done to I, I, I want to make one more observation as well though mm, uh, and one that actually for me ratifies that he knew he'd made a mistake because he booked Valencia later in the game yeah it what it looked like a foul by John Obi Mikel mm. and it was almost like look at me I'm making it back up yeah, I'm levelling things out by booking this player. But to, to me, it looked like Valencia had gone down under a strong challenge. Not a bookable challenge, but he'd gone down legitimately. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and for me, that was referee saying, shit, oh, no, I've done wrong here, so I'll book him. And it, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, was, it, it, it reminded me of the drunk person who tries to pretend they're not drunk by trying too hard. In that mm. sort of sense, you know. You know they've, you know what they are. You know they've done it. They bit of fronting up. I, I just don't, I, I don't understand. As I say, I, I, I'm, I certainly agree with Mark. This idea of contact, you know, what is contact? A foul is a foul. You have to be sure, and it's this issue where certain referees in certain games seem to feel that they need, you know, they need to do something. There was no need for him to do something, you know. He didn't have to book Evans. He didn't have to give a foul if he didn't want to. If he thought it was, you know, Evans going in and Torres jumping out of the way and rolling over, fine. Wave play on. It's, it's, there's something in the psyche of some referees where they, you know, it, it, there's a difference and you can see it and you, you, you can sense it. There's a difference between a referee who gives a, a yellow or a red card in error because he thinks something has happened and he's got to do something about it because it's serious and this you know I'm going to impose myself on the game he's done you know, his career more damage with this than, that was than it, if it fine you know he's, I, I, he's cocked I, I, up I mean I, I think just, it, just, it, just to sort of make a point the interesting thing about it is, is that in the past we've you know we've and we've all used it everyone's used it is the old well? You know these things even out of the even themselves out over the course of a season. Ra 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 ra. The tighter the league gets, the more these things are, are going to have an effect. You know, in the I think in the last five, I've just been digging, digging through the stats. In the last five years, I think United have, have beaten us the league by four points. I think once the, the gap was about nine points, but in three of the other years of the last five years the gap has been one point or goal difference and and the tighter these things get the mm. less room there is to, to spout that well these things even themselves out over the course of a season well yeah. actually no because ultimately we were, we were robbed of a, a, at least a point and do, you know, do you know what John, Johnny I, it was I can accept it I can take it that you know there are these characters who are refereeing who who just have these meltdowns and you'll never get out of the game it's just you have to suck it up mm. and and I can cope with that 
I can cope with that now that we've been so successful and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel that, you know, I need, I need to let it kill me. What, what really, really gets my goat is the, they must have a fucking Rolodex sitting on the desk by them is all these United Herberts who then list and Rob Smythe I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was idiocy. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't he, think he, I've, he, I've I really think, read such a bad article. It, it, it went... It's this charade that, that newspapers now run of they have their sports section with their proper report and then all the knobheads are allowed to go on and spout their own nonsense because it's a blog, it's opinion, it's comment. Mm. And he, he came out with this litany. I, apparently, we haven't beaten Man United other than by the referee's help since about... 1731. Yeah. And they, they list this great big long list of, oh, this happened, this, 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 this and this. There's, there's one contentious game I can think of where we, we scored from a free kick where Terry got a foul and you could say, well, it was a bit of a, um, a soft decision and we got a free kick from it. They still had the opportunity to well, defend a free kick. You know, but they all, they it's all that shite that does yeah, my head no, in. You know, yeah, no, I can take the losing, I can take the incompetence of the referee. That just happens. It's it's then, you know, for the people who've, who've walked away and had it handed them to, to them on a plate to turn around and say, and Ferguson, of course, is is, is, is the archdeacon of this church of nonsense. Well, the, the hilarity, the, sorry to interrupt, but the, the hilarity of, of his post-match interview, he <sighs> knows beaming away but was was well you know yes there was contact but Torres you know Torres bought it on himself well, what the fuck and talking seen an old man yes. and, 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 and where, is, the, where is the reporter who's going to stick a microphone yeah. under his nose and say yeah you're talking yeah. shit you know, Absolutely, because not only did he say that, he also said, "I've waited ten years to get a decision here." Conveniently, <laughs> conveniently forgetting Welbeck's dive last year, under no contact that gave them a penalty to get an equalising goal. I, know. So, you know, just, uh, I mean, we're all fans; we all do it. But but they, I think, out of there's a lot out of, of all of, going on, out of all of, of of the fan groups, you know, um, more so even than than Liverpool, that they have this. Ability, they're like the little old Catholic ladies uh, that you know I grew up with in, in in you know little Irish Catholic ladies, who someone only has to say one word of a prayer that lasts for four hours, and they can then recite it along with the rosary beads going twenty to the dozen, and they can memorise these prayers, these litanies of saints, and it just streams out of them, and it's the same with a Man United fan. You sit in a pub or talk to them or, or look on a blog or anything and just mention a game where you think they might have had a decision. And, you know, you're there for the next, you know, four days of fasting and abstinence while they, you know, <laughs> come out with, with every game that many and, and the decision. It's just, oh, no time think, for it at all. I think the, um, the, the, issue, um, the issue is, is that, you get this bad refer- bad refereeing and, and, and appalling refereeing decisions. It's they're almost protected to a certain extent by the tribalism of it. 
because mm. you sit there and say, God above that shocking refereeing. The rest of the world says, ha, 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 suck it up because we got done over by a decision at your place in 1906 that cost us the, you know, the Fairs Cup or whatever it happens to be. And people don't look at it together and say, actually... Over the course of this weekend, you know, we all laughed at Liverpool because they got done out of a perfectly good winner at Everton. United fans are sitting there royally chuckling at us because, you know, they, they got the decisions. You know, we don't look at it collectively as football fans and say, fuck me, really, surely something could be done about this. It's just ridiculous. Um I don't, to be honest, Johnny, I don't think anything can be done. I think the goal line technology, you know, does a ball bounce over a line? You know, that that's black and white. And, and That's the straightforward you know, stuff, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's straightforward. There, there comes a point where, you know, painful as, as Sunday and, and, you know, the overbros and the frisks and people, painful as it, I think it's more the persona that some of these herbits project that does my head in more than the, than the decisions because, you know, they are going to get it wrong sometimes and you just you just have to suck it up and and, and live with it, I suppose. Mm. You know, um, there's... On the, on the, sorry to interrupt, but on, on the subject of, of sucking it up and live with it, I, I would like to now um, point out that, you know, you are not the only one with, with prophecies to offer. Um, whilst I mentioned earlier on that uh, we, we shouldn't mock when teams are many goals down... Um, Arsenal, Arsenal, Reading is now four all, <laughs> and, 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 and into extra time. J- Jason Roberts has gone off to form a, a breakaway timekeepers union, um, <laughs> according to my Twitter feed. I've nicked nick that joke. But, can, uh, can I just quote you the uh, the joke that uh, I don't know if you follow this Nilesy Raven curse character? I do. When yes, he, he tweeted earlier on this evening, and it was you know probably some people might see a little risque, but so funny when Reading scored their third goal Jason Roberts should have ran to the nearest camera shouting three at last three at last (laughs) (laughs) can I can I also just on the Jason Roberts subject here read read a a tweet that uh, is uh, an ex person that I kind of know through blogging guy called Botsky very funny guy you should follow him Uh, Jason Roberts is arguing with the ref in Reading uh, Arsenal game over time added on and he's going to be refusing to wear a watch next week <laughs> <laughs> oh these are the jokes these, folks these are, this is what we want isn't it yeah. I, I, was, I was about to invoke the spirit of tears yourself there this is what we want <laughs> or this is what they want I can't remember anyway yes. yeah. we've, we've digressed yes. um, Mark um, you, were, you, were, you were cruelly robbed of, um, of the opportunity to watch this, um, this spectacle. O- over to you for your four penneth. Uh, yes, I was cruelly robbed, although I was obviously checking the score on my phone. And as the score was going against us, I was sort of thinking, well, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea that I missed it. Um, but yeah, it was the first home game I've missed for, well, years. I can't remember how long ago it was. And it was a family function organised by my mother. You should have known better. <laughs> and um i mean to be honest i think um family members and friends shouldn't organize um events either not in the football season at all or at least restrict it to thursday nights so um 
you know, it doesn't affect us because we don't we don't play on Thursday nights, and it's well, got the added benefit of um, <laughs> well, we hope we don't. None of our Spurs supporting friends or relations will turn up. Um, so I was extremely impressed <laughs> by that, um, and also it made me think back to Gareth Bale missing um, his his game against us. That mm. it, it's bad enough that us as fans have to miss games, but footballers shouldn't miss games for that kind of reason. And, and if you are paying someone a hundred grand a week, it should be in their contract they're, that they're not allowed to impregnate their partner <laughs> in a in a month that will result in the birth taking place during the football season. So basically, all births of professional footballers should be after um, the Champions League final and before any European or World Cup takes place. I don't know. I have to disagree with you there, Mark. But that's that, that's. You're, you're way offline there. The money there is in football now, there is absolutely no reason why you can't have a fully staffed maternity sort of wing attached to any football ground, such that the missus gets wheeled in there, player goes on pitch, when the event starts happening, off he pops. You know, sub it off. The thing, see, see, the thing is, I, I, see? Like, I like Mark's There's idea. that money in football that you can do that. I like, I like Mark's idea. But I'm just thinking of poor Raymond Dominic, because he is is the man who, you know, he has his superstitions, and he, there was there were rumours at one time or another that he wouldn't pick players of a certain star sign. Now, if all football, you know, if all footballers' kids, you know, some of whom who go on to become footballers, are only born within certain months of the year, it's going to cause oh, yeah. it, it'll cause yeah. chaos. This is true. <laughs> Yes, from an astrological viewpoint, it uh, is, Mark, it, it, yes, it's unworkable, it, Mark. It, it, open, it opens yeah. up a can of, of, of astrological yeah. worms like you wouldn't believe. But I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm personally all in favour of it. And you, you've kind of got that... Obstetrically sound, but astrologically <laughs> suspect, I think. Is... <laughs> I still think they, 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 they should just have to, a... They oh, I tell you what, they'd be, able to, they'd be that's... leading the way on the water birth thing in the bath, wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, the communal bath, all the players yeah, don't use around. And no, them. they don't. You know, just fill it up, stick the missus in it. Uh, mm. <laughs> get a few fans in there chanting encouragement. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I think, I think we've, we've found the logo for the Podding Shed, the Podding Shed T-shirt. <laughs> you only sing when Obst- you're birthing. Well, no, no, no. Obstet- <laughs> obstetrically sound, but astro- astrologically suspect. Yeah, exactly. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> That's what we want. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Right, where where we? Mark was telling us, Mark, wasn't he? Yes. I, it's well, a, I've got nothing nothing else to add to the game. I mean, I, the only bit of the game I saw was um, I recorded the whole thing, but I can't bear watching games when I know we're going to lose. Mm. So I just watched the fifteen minutes post show on Sky, and um, Graham Soonis was extremely complimentary towards Chelsea yes. and mm. thought they were fantastic, and. Um, Gary Neville, despite what we used to sing about him, I think he's a very level-headed pundit and tries to do his absolute best to be fair and even-handed. Mm. And I, I, I quite like yeah. him, to be honest. And, yeah. um, you know, he was complimentary about Chelsea. So it, it sounded like, even though it was a bad result, um, we, our performance wasn't disastrous and we should there, remain there was, upbeat. There was, there was, there was much, much to be happy about. I mean, you know, obviously it was overshadowed by, by the decisions and, and what came after. Um, we we should move on to obviously you know it, it's 
in, in the in the very brief lifetime of um, of the podding ship, we've we, we've 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 had one race controversy, and now it appears we have another one. So we we may as well um, we may as well touch upon it. Um, I was I was back home by the time I'd, I'd sort of learned what was going on, and uh, you know, Twitter was was going into overdrive about <coughs> what happened. And then there was there was talk of the fact that Chelsea had made a complaint about the referee, and seems slightly strange and, and your immediate reaction is it's a bit sour grapes alright yes shite decisions but you know surely it's time to move on but then it, it all started becoming a little clearer as to what was going on um, I mean we're all well aware of roughly what has happened and, and what's been reported so far facts are fairly scarce in the sense that you know everyone's throwing their four penneth in but the parties involved are, are remaining reasonably quiet and you know there's now an FA investigation there's a police investigation there's any number of interested parties throwing their four penneth in about what should and shouldn't happen the referees union is, is, is standing you know four square behind Mark Clattenburg um, Neil Warnock thinks we, we should be punished but then again Neil Warnock is an appalling cunt of a man um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had to throw that in because yes. it, a tweet has just come up in front of me. Um, my, my personal feeling about this is, is that no good will come of it. Um, we, we've just got ourselves out of one appalling mess on that side of things. Um, I, I completely understand, you know, if Mikel or one of our one or more of our players believes that something has been said to Mikel and and to an extent matter as well that that is inappropriate and or racially motivated then the club has to do something about it um, and, and we can't whilst everything is, is being race related in the game at the moment is being viewed through the John Terry prism this has to be treated as a completely separate incident which it's never going to be but you know we will, we will try and yeah. get over that um for me, I the, the, there's, there's, there's sort of two conflicting points to it. I can't begin to imagine that any referee that's reached that kind of level, albeit that he may have made misjudgments in the past, which are reasonably well documented, are being pulled poured over at the moment. I can't imagine any referee making that kind of comment to a black player. Do we know what the comment was? <laughs> Um, it is allegedly, and, and we would add allegedly, um, that he, he called him a monkey. Right. Which, The term monkey has been bandied around. That's the, exactly. The problem is you don't know what the full sentence was. Exactly. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea. And apparently Mikel didn't hear it. It was reported it's, to it's him suppo- by it's apparently, it's, it's supposedly Ramirez and Lewis who've heard something inappropriate. Um, this well, Ramirez doesn't speak English, so that's a bit of an interesting one. Well, I, I mean, this, this, is the, this is the thing. From, from but, the point but, that I can't believe that, that a referee would say that, but at the same token, a club that has just gone just gone through the year that that we have i can't begin to imagine that we would make that kind of accusation if there wasn't some fairly concrete evidence that you know had it was also referred to as a spanish uh, spanish 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 we're now on the watch does that matter 
is is referring to Spain being racist? I mean, Spain is not racist, is it? No, no. He, people haven't. I think the initial complaint, as Chelsea phrased it, was not that um, Clattenburg was a ra- was one a racist or two used racist language. They have framed it as inappropriate language, some of which may have had a racial content. Yes, right. Okay. That's right. So um, you know, and again, you know, uh, as. as John is saying you've got to be very careful with this because there's so few proper facts out in the public domain um, that it's, it's very difficult to to make any judgment other than what you're saying, which is, yeah. on the one hand, people find it hard to believe that a referee would make those references. But on the other hand, surely to the living God, the senior figures at Chelsea sat around a table and would, would not a go good into this. Well, this know. is precisely the point I was going to make, I, and I think I made it on the blog. I certainly did it on Twitter. Um, in a response, I think to, to um, it might have been Henry Winter or that other sour-faced bastard, Paul Hayward or whatever. Um, well, he is. Who I, st- who I stood next to on a tube, really, uh, on the way back from the Grand in Munich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did he smile? Did he even grunt? No, no. Anyway, why did my kidney punch him when I had the chance? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose I was just you, feeling you too. should have done. I would have. I would have crossed your palm with much silver. But my my point to him, I, I can't remember what the comment was, but I I read an article that one of them had written, and I said, hold on a minute, <clears throat> you have a couple of players come to you as a as a football club hierarchy complaining about an alleged comment from a referee. You have gone out of your way for the last 10 months to make it very plain that you don't accept racism or sexism or any sort of uh, ethnic or, or whatever it is derogatory comment against anybody based on any of those attributes, okay? The club choose to then escalate it to the FA. It was their only choice. That's what I'm saying. Their only choice. Because had they not and it had gone to the PFA, then the questions would have been asked, why didn't the club do something about it? Then you've got the potential for the players, black, Spanish, whatever, within the club to say, well, you don't really give a shit about this because you won't even listen to us. You won't take us seriously. Okay. They, yeah, the, think, the club are very much damned if they do, and damned, which is why Will Warnock's question about punishment, and I think it's pretty much ingrained that, that Chelsea themselves are not liable to any charges of a frivolous thing or whatever. They are duty-bound to report it. The FA are duty-bound to, um, to to investigate it. What was not duty-bound was Peter Herbert from the Society of Black Lawyers to report it to the Metropolitan Police, who have now picked it up as well. Uh, and all of this, all of this, has come out of the Suarez and Terry cases, which have been, frankly, blown out of all proportion by the media, so that now... Any slight transgression, okay, is going to relight. It's another gallon of four-star on the embers of a dying argument or a dying point. And that's what's happening. At the point where we are now, the club had no option. They would have either have been... It would have caused rifts in the dressing room or with them players. The PFA would have been on their back. They were absolutely in a no well, they had to, situation. There's no question they had to do something about it. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, I think... I think you're absolutely right. The, the problem about this is is that there there is simply no way there is ever going to be an amicable resolution about this now. Now, for my 
for my mind, and whether it's it's naive, wrong, or otherwise, <coughs> I generally, the more I looked at it, and the more I thought about it, was it, it it sounded to me like it could genuinely have been a misunderstanding about what Clattenburg said, because from both sides, you can't, I can't imagine a referee saying something like that. I, I, I simply don't believe, you know, whilst, you know, we all, uh, we all say stupid things from, from time to time. I can't imagine a referee saying that on a football pitch in that kind of environment. And I can't imagine that Chelsea would have gone after this in the way that we have yeah. without some considerable weighty Witness evidence, evidence or something. Yeah, they, they, uh, went, they went to was, see was him it, in his room, didn't so, they? Sorry, sorry to carry on, mm. though, but you know, is it literally something as, as simple as... As Clattenburg being misheard, yeah. That's to, that's to me the, what it seems like. You know whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But that's as, as a gut reaction. Yeah, that's and, to and me surely what that's like it might the, be. And, and if the John, come John after the game, they went to see him in, in the dressing in his dressing room. Okay, there, there was several people, and depending on you know, well, this the Daily is, Mirror this game made it sound like a pub brawl. Other newspapers have, have just soberly reported that. A delegation, Goulet, uh, Di Matteo, Newton, and Mikel, who was apparently very upset. Quite they went to see Trattenberg. Now, according to one report, there was all this screaming and shouting. I, I, I'm discounting a lot of what I read in, in the media, and I'll come to that later, my reason for doing that. But if, if a conversation took place and you know, surely it was beholden on, on Chelsea's senior people. And you'd want to hope that someone like Bruce Buck and so on was involved here. That at some point they would have had a conversation, maybe got Mikel, you know, out of the room, had some sort of conversation about was there anything you think you said that they could have misheard? You know, let's get this sorted out now. It's been put that they went there demanding an apology. Now, maybe Clattenburg then felt insulted and it all, you know, went downhill from there. But, but, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to think that there couldn't be a cool head at Chelsea. I I know they must be, particularly with the treatment of uh, David Barnard after the the Terry thing and so on, (coughs) that maybe their backs are up a bit. But I can't, I would hate to think that there weren't enough cool heads around there. You know, and I don't mean that they should patronise Mikel or, or anything like that. You know, if the, if the man is genuinely upset and believes that he's been insulted, then they have to act on that. But, you know, th- there was a two-hour gap, wasn't there, from, from when, when they went to see uh, Clattenburg to when they made the announcement. When and, and, you know, everyone's now saying, oh, well, it's Ramirez and there is... They, they can't even speak English, so they could have heard anything, and the bloke speaks with a Geordie accent, and so on and so forth. Well, you'd want to hope against hope that Ron Goulet, or whoever it was, is sensible enough to have thought all those thoughts. If we've thought them, they must have thought them. And, mm. you know, why would uh, they then go ahead? Following on and, from that... Yeah, yeah, following on from that, Matter speaks pretty much perfect English. If he's heard, you know, no, matter didn't hear that he well, was. We don't know. He, no, no, we don't know. This is it's all hearsay. Yeah. No, you know. As far as I'm aware, matter is actually 
or that there are more credible statements that neither Matter or Mikhail actually heard what was said. But again, Tony, you're right. Actually, we, we don't until you see it written down as yes. a fact statement. Yeah. But you know, still, we're, we're talking about two pretty level-headed players here. M- Mikhail comes across always polite. You know, never you never really see flashes when he's been sent off. It's not been through temper. It's been through clumsiness, uh, and he's you know been and not a, for a, a long model player. So yeah, and a, a model player. This is yeah. Uh, he is going to Matthews be fucking a, crucified. Like you yeah. can sense it coming now. That yeah. poor guy, you know, who has obviously got upset for whatever reason, he is going to be fucking crucified Absolutely. because no one wants this. I, I remember thinking while no, the whole thing was going on that you know this is all well and good, you know that they've got this this thing up and running, and you know rightly so black footballers should be able to play their trade and feel able to to complain if they feel that there is something amiss uh, uh, you know that and I couldn't disagree with that principle I just thought the Terry case wasn't one that that proved that, that had enough evidence to prove that that's what had happened there um, I remember thinking all the time as this was going on some outrageous things were being said and some you know, flags nailed firmly to masts, and I was thinking, you are setting yourselves up for <coughs> fall because you are setting a bar here. You are you are making state. You are condemning people with, with very little evidence, and this is going to backfire if we don't calm it down and try and be more rational. And this is what they're now faced with: a black player. You know, has now asked his club to register a complaint about a referee. And I, I think mathematically you could call this the, you know, you get, in, in mathematics you get all these uh, things like uh, uh, Catalan's conjecture and all this sort of stuff. Now we've got the the Clattenburg allegation, uh, whereby if you put a, a press particle in a particle accelerator and spin it one way, um, it will reach such a speed that when it collides with something, it comes flying back the other way at four times the speed. Yeah. Because well, uh, you can true. see from Henry Winter's piece this morning, they are absolutely, you know, and the briefing that must be going on, they are absolutely shit scared of this. Because, Who is? Uh, the FA, uh, a lot of the media, because, you know, they've been caught. Well, there's, 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 there's a, there to be... And everything they've said in the last month, they're now backing away from because they, they the last thing you, you can see it in the way they're briefing the press and in the way the press are reporting this people like Warnock throwing his two bobs worth in they're running away from everything they've said which was that black players yeah, were able to make uh, a complaint and be heard and I, I, I don't think that's going to happen well it's, it's very interesting in the sense that a lot of what a lot of what's been said and the, and the you know this is very it's very very early days but you have to watch this and I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine whose music industry and has been involved in the X Factor in the past and this is an enti- obviously an entirely different point but the relevance of how the media works and he said that obviously you know when an act gets voted off that's it you know they, they get put up against you know, one or two acts and, and one goes. But he said, if you look at the week beforehand and the press coverage that that act has got, <laughs> it's generally always negative. 
Mm. Whereas the you know the other acts who are likely to be in the bottom the bottom half of it who may come up against them there's positive stories you know it's you know I've, the terrible struggle i've had and and he's absolutely right you know and he's he's given sort of you know actual examples of this and this to me where this is going is very interesting in the sense that you know already we've had mark clattenberg's work for charity i mean it's that blatant and it's that stupid and it's that simple but we have mark clattenberg doing work for charity now john terry does work for charity most footballers do but no one was keen to mention that when john terry was in the dock but mark clattenberg there is now and what you've also got is any number of hacks and people within the game saying you know we this has to be taken seriously but there has to be the highest standard of proof to, to prove it now the, the, the burdens of proof for terry's case were it was John Terry, I think. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. A, it was John Terry, and it was a bit of a movable feast at best. Yeah. Um, and there is, there's a genuine, and you know, I, I would, would also go. I, it's, it's not a great thing to go down that route, but you know, Mikel is is Nigerian, and you know, his, his background and entry into the game was sort of clouded and I'm sure there are people probably putting their own slants on it for what they they've read or believed about how he ended up at Chelsea you know that's speculation hey I'm allowed to speculate everyone else is bloody speculating about it so why can't we <laughs> um, so but yeah my, my initial reaction about this was oh shit no good will come of it it can't because you know, I don't know I don't know what's happened none of us know what's happened and I'm waiting to see uh, what my my critique is of of the reactions of people already to it, you know, yeah. Mark Clattenberg, he may have had a shit game on Sunday, but you know, I don't want to see uh, a person, you know, have his life ruined in, in the way that they've gone after John Terry just because he had a shit game. You know, if he has mm. genuinely insulted those players in use languages, used, well. He'll, he'll get, you know, coming to him. Um, but that should be, uh, you know, a punishment that is commensurate with what he's done. Equally, you know, it doesn't have to be hung from a, a tree or anything. Um, so, uh, um, but equally, you know, if if um, if, Mikhail, if there's been a misunderstanding, well, let's get it cleared up. Um, but, you know, it just strikes me that all the time the Terry thing went on, it was very obvious a lot of it was much more about John Terry than it was about really, care, really caring about Anton Ferdinand and his feelings. Mm. And I think we're starting to see that now in that, you know, John Obi Mikel uh, questioning a referee. Suddenly it's all back the other way now in that, you know, we're thinking the unthinkable. Hell, you know, we'll think that there's paedophile priests next. And, and where will we where will we be then? You know, it's it's this actual fact that oh, it, it can't possibly be a referee. I'm not saying it's Mark Clattenburg at all, but I'm saying they're now saying exactly the opposite to what they were saying before, which was you know if the captain of England is guilty of something, then a, a black player should be able to accuse him of that, and that was all fine and good, but now it's not so fine and good because it doesn't suit people's agendas and and that's what too much of this is about is, is agendas and so on 
Um, yes. the, the, the dark thought I had about why Chelsea might have had to go down this road, and this is just purely the, to, to show you how off-kilter I think most of us get thrown is, Mikel was very close to that Terry incident and has never been quoted, and I don't know if he signed a statement or said anything. And maybe no, he, he maybe he has some view on what went on that day that he's never spoken about. But as soon as something happened to him, he made sure that Chelsea, you know, were aware that he wanted their backing in the same way that they backed his captain. You know, that, that's a, I've got no evidence for that or anything, but, you know, this is a sort of male strong you're in now. I, I prefer to, to think of it as, as a situation that should have been sorted out in the dressing room and in a calm fashion. It hasn't. Yeah. You know, but if he has been insulted and it's, I'm quite prepared to believe he has. You know, and that, that's nothing against Mark Plattenberg as a person, but this idea that it can't be a referee, you know, you can't have that attitude. No, I, I, well, I agree to an extent, but I, I just think it would be incredibly surprising, given that the guy is mic'd up, and, you know, he knows mm. from experience that there is a camera on you at every angle. Yeah, but have you ever heard... Football referees, have you? No, yeah. no. Well, this is actually, and this is this is kind of an interesting thing. Brian Brian Moore, the, the former England rugby international, um, is on Twitter, and he's an interesting guy to read actually. Mm. Um, and he's made the point that you know the ref link thing would would sort this out, and I'm, I'm entirely inclined to agree with him. I don't like this because rugby rugby players and, and rugby fans tend to get terribly sanctimonious about football and go, oh, what a badly behaved bunch of chaps you are. You know, you wouldn't catch us gouging people's eyes out, stamping on people's faces and, you know, all that kind of thing. But he, he makes a very good point in the sense that if the referee was recorded and his conversations were recorded, mm. then, you know, you wouldn't get Wayne Rooney running at him, screaming out, what are you doing, you stupid cunt? For the simple reason that it's recorded. And, you know, yes, A, there's there's the possibility of a charge. But there's also, and whilst we don't want football entirely sanitised, there's also the possibility of Nike or whoever his main sponsor is going, mm. Wayne, don't do that again, because it'll cost you three million quid if you do. And, you know... I. I think for for all the rights and wrongs and how we like football to be unique and we like it to be passionate and we like it to, to have a bit of fire to it, I really don't think it's a bad thing if if players are running up at referees and you know, calling them all the effing bastards under the sun because it's just not nice. Well, I'd, I'd rather that was culturally changed than, you know, yeah, the, but sort of the over-surveillance of the game in many ways... You know, if you can't culturally change it, then then use other means. Mm. I, I agree with yes. I would. I would. You know, you look at all the video. People watch video replays of all sorts of things in football. You know, frozen in a moment, and so on and so forth. And you know, no one can agree on even the most basic fact. And I, no, you know, I I just think some of the this is live and in real time. We're talking about yeah, but but I, I think that this is a case now where. You know, people are saying, fine, we want to hear what was said, um, because it appears obvious that you can then find out what Plattenberg actually said. But then there will be other cases where you can't hear what the player is saying to him, and he then says something that sounds like he's being insulting, but 
as with John Terry, could be repeating words back. You know, this whole idea that somehow I don't it think that's be solved that way. I, I, I no, think no, it's not going to be solved. But I don't think that's that's a good enough reason not to you know to dismiss it. I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, in the end, it comes down to what did the players say they heard and and. You know what? What did he and his officials? But it also, yeah. you know, it, it would it would help in a case like this because at the moment, what it seems like we're looking at is is a couple of Chelsea players for whom English is their second lang- second language against four officials who are mic'd up and can hear each other. Now, you know, again, we are speculating. We do not know what has happened, but if all four of those officials say, you know, Clattenburg says. I did, it's absolutely not the case. I didn't say that, and mm. the three others who were mic'd up at the same time said, "No, no, I didn't hear him say that." Then, you know, who's the benefit of the doubt going to fall fall with? You know, is it going to be the Chelsea player, Chelsea, the club who harbour the racist John Terry, or you know, you know where this is going to go? Really, yeah. I think we all know where this is going to go, and and it's not going to be pleasant. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just you could mic up the referee, fine, but I, I, ju- I just think there are always unforeseen consequences of things you do. Um, if you're miking up the referee I for, said it, I for decision it. reasons, you know that's a different thing. If it's if it's to start monitoring uh, language and, and interchanges between referees and players, I think that could end up in a veil of tears. But that's just. My opinion on it. I was interested that there's a society of black lawyers actually. Um, so when I heard that earlier on today, I looked at, I looked it up on Google. So I want to have a look at their website or whatever. And as I started typing in "society of black," it gave me the drop-down list of all matching phrases. And there's a society of black everything, mm. including engineers, actuaries, composers, journalists, surgeons, and accountants. Oh blimey! Yeah. But the society of black lawyers website is not working. So um, either everybody's trying to look on their website, <laughs> or it's been hacked. Intriguing. I, I don't know. People seem to find this very strange. I don't. I don't uh, find it strange at all that there should be these societies. I, but I think they've. You know, if you're a minority in a majority profession, uh, it's fairly natural to band together. I would have thought. I, I don't know, but. Will there be a society well, of Welsh engineers or whatever? It's, 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 it's an interesting point in the sense that the, I think that the statement they've actually made, and I'm trying to find it online, but I can't, um, is that they stand they stand behind uh, Mikhail and Mata. So it's kind of it's it's not you know it's 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 not just a black thing in inverted commas. It, it, it is kind of well. If we believe this this thing has happened and we want to investigate it, we're not just representing the man whose skin colour corresponds with ours. We're we're talking about all those affected kind of things. Well, at least they've been bleeding consistent. Good. They they uh, they backed Ferdinand and yeah. now they're backing Mikel. Well, you know, they're, yeah, no, fair enough. They've been consistent. I see people seem to have a problem with this, but I don't. In answer to your question, Donald, I just typed in Society of Welsh, mm. and it's come up with three options: Welsh treasurers, mm. Welsh translators. And yeah. Welsh rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I, I think it's done the same to Google. Yeah, absolutely it's, right. It is a fairly serious one. It's one that often crops up in in the pub. You know about you know why why we'd have this, and if, if what you know if if 
a player was to say, how about a society for white players? You know, it, it begs a serious question that, you know, can have representative groups of a particular skin colour. I mean, you know, I, I, I stand firmly on the basis that if you're not allowed to abuse somebody on race, you're not allowed to abuse them on uh, nationality, height, or any physical attribute that they can't do anything about. There is no difference. And people go, yeah, it's all the history of the black people and slavery and all this. Well, you know, that was two, three hundred years ago. Fuck all to do with me. And I can't keep living with the sins of the fathers and, and having to put up with uh, some sort of, you know, uh, when you're born, you're born with sin, which is one of the reasons I've rejected religion years ago. It's like, fuck off, I was born. What do I have to do with anything like, you know? And, and you've sinned enough on your own account, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I just find it all a bit tiresome. I think, you know, we, 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 we're going to stand... You're right, I don't think it can end up anywhere good, but Chelsea as a club were damned whichever way they went. Yeah, they could have paid Mikel and Matt, they could have said, look, here's 500 grand each, we don't want this, shut up. It comes out in 10 years' time. Can you imagine? Chelsea tried to cover this up. They tried to put a blanket oh, over yeah, the yeah. terrible thing that happened. You know, they, they, well, other, I think they've done the right thing. They've said to the FA, this is what our players have said. Can you go away and investigate it? It's mm. going to be complicated now because a, a bunch of different Herberts have decided that they're going to go and complain to the Metropolitan Police over something that they haven't heard, seen, witnessed or anything. I mean, I think that this, this is the problem is, is the culture. Yeah. And, to, and to be perfectly honest, you know, if, if the CPS, after, you know, the best part of a year of, inve- well, you know, eight months of investigation and whatever it was, yeah. and, and four days in court for a, a case that is usually decided in a morning that attracts a two and a half thousand pound fine, if you can't get enough evidence from, from that, to, to convict someone, I, yeah. I suspect unless there, there is a, a proper smoking gun with with Clattenburg you know are we really going to go down the route of, of dragging this through the CPS yeah. and everyone else you know, well exactly I think the, the best outcome it's going to be it chaos if there's no proof is the FA come out and say there's no proof we don't believe Mark Clattenburg said it there was a misinterpretation but Chelsea were right to report it and get it investigated mm. clear all round yeah. I just, just on I very much doubt by, that's the, by the way it's, no, it's no. now exactly. five, five all between Reading and Arsenal yeah no can we go and watch the penalties then <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I think we're I think we're um, we're we're pretty much um, yeah. We're pretty. Apparently, two of them took their shirts off and threw them in the crowd at full time. Oh, yeah. They've got booked for that. Yeah. <laughs> they should have. Anyone's guess? Um, aside from yeah. else, I've just googled the Society of Scottish, and you know what? The, the first thing that comes up: porridge, distilleries. No, armagers. People who are entitled to use coats of arms. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Good lord. Mm-hmm. Good heavens. Uh, Just uh, before we go, it's worth also mentioning that um, I do think there's been a terrible lack of coverage of the incitement. Not that I'm condoning people throwing coins and seats and all sorts no. of cack onto the, the thing. They, they should get a grip on themselves. Uh, and obviously a steward got quite seriously hurt. But how, how the FA haven't charged uh, Man United or, or the players with incitement the way they carried on on Sunday uh, good question you know, yeah. that, that um, is you know that that was a, a well, stone nailed on you know yes you, yes you can run along and put your hand yeah. to your ear and wheel away and go up the pitch you know we, we've all got used to that but to go and stand by the corner flag in the corner of the away flag you're not even anywhere near your own fans mm. You know, the players seem to be getting done all the time for that. Can I add to that? Well, they did... Sorry, Tony, I'll just throw this in before I forget. Um, But they did that the last time they won down here in 2002. 
Van Nistelrooy did exactly the same thing. Mm. He ran past the Matthew Harding lower. I think they, they, I think they won three 0 It was a fucking dreadful game. He ran past the Matthew Harding lower and did the shotgun celebration. Mm. And you know, very, I, I can't remember what the outcome. Whether we got charged for you know failure to control our fans or whatever nonsense it was. But you know, yeah, things were thrown and, and people got pissed off about it because he directly incited the crowd. You know. Mm. It'd be interesting, I mean, leaving us out of it, it'd be interesting to see what would happen to uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton, some of those who say in a big, you know, must-win game up at Old Trafford, put the ball in the net with five minutes to go and all went in the corner. Uh, they wouldn't get away with it. Absolutely certain they wouldn't. You know, that's... Uh, uh, this, this, the, the one thing I want to add on about that is because uh, I'd moved along so I was a lot closer to that than I would be if I stayed in my normal seat Rio Ferdinand was almost doing a, a kind of fist pumping salute into the crowd as if to say have some of that and he did it longer than Hernandez and all the other players did he stood there fist raised in front of the crowd you know, sort of pumping his fist at them. And, and we all said, be, you know, it's just asking for trouble, isn't it? And, and, it is, yeah, but, but I mean, it, it listen, to be, to be perfectly fair, you know, if, if we're being pragmatic about this, he's been, you know, 40,000 people have been calling him all the cunts under the sun for, for yeah. 90 minutes. They've been abusing me on Twitter for months. I'd fucking give it back to them as well. I, you yeah. know, I, I don't agree with it. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't dispute that, uh, John, but that there are, you know, there, there are, are situations that are occurring and other people are getting, you know, a guy runs along, whips his shirt off, he gets a yellow card in it's front of his own fans. It's you know, consistency angle. That, that yeah, it, it's, it, there was a situation there, particularly because of the Ferdinand Cole thing and so on and so forth. And, you know, that something's, no one's even said anything. That's what makes it. It's not that, you know, I'm not saying Clattenburg should have gone and given all yellow cards or anything. I don't think it was for him to do. You know, it was a situation that, that was beyond the referee to control. But, you know, it's the fact that there's been almost no mention of it. In all the coverage of the steward getting badly, in, you know, yeah. what seems to be quite a bad injury, and, and you know, the moronic throwing coins on and, and bits of seats, no one's mentioned what, what was the catalyst for that, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it just seems very, you know, very uh, one-eyed of, yeah. in, in that think, sort of way. I think, um, just, just, I think we probably, um, we're, we're almost done our lot, yeah. up to two hours. Um, I will, I will read an email that I've just received from from Nick Aristine, blogmaster. Yes, I've gents, seen it as well. Gents, I've just returned from an unplanned but very boozy evening in the pub. I'm not in the best of health, as it were. So I'll post pod- episode 22 of the Podding Shed in the morning. My only aim in life right now is to find my bed. Apologies, yours is an unexpected inebriation, Nick. Well uh, done, Nick. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be able to listen to this on Wednesday morning. Um, Can I go ahead? Yes, I'd like to finish. I'd like to finish with a uh, an observation that I last night I'm within the local pub and did the uh, pub quiz. Yeah, Mm. and uh, we got to the tie break, and uh, where I lost the tie break question because it was one of those "Who am I?" ones. You know, the "Who am I?" Yeah, give you the clues. Uh, and the Who Am I was, uh, I was all over TV in the 70s and 80s, but I've been completely irrelevant for the past 20 years. I am closely linked with music of the 1960s, and I am famous for wearing tacky, shiny shell suits. I've been in trouble with the police, and I'm despised by the whole country. And uh, my answer of Liverpool support wasn't right, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's now 75 <laughs> to uh, ask. Unbelievable. Is it? Oh, good, mm. good lord! Um, I'll, uh, I'll leave that with you then, 
Democrats. Excellent. No, I think it's a fine note to end on. Um, can, I, can I just give you one one quick one? Uh, a Liberal Democrat has put up an early day motion um, on the basis that the continuing captaincy of John Terry is affecting uh, the ability of um, anti-racist groups in Bradford to do their job properly or some something like that. <laughs> You'll probably be able to dig that up if you go and have a look Excellent. at it. I'm so glad we're paying for them. It, it's it's, yeah, it's a privilege God. to do yeah. so. Okay, well, as we all want to finish on something, do you mind if I read you a poem? Carry yeah, on. Go this would be a good note to finish on, I feel. That was only joking. Right. If you like what you heard, and let's be honest, there was plenty of it, um, comments on www.chelseafcblog.com. You can get us all on Twitter now because Mark has joined the fray. He is so underscore contrary, which I, I can't imagine where he got it from. Um... <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. We will re- reconvene well within the next week or so as a work <coughs> schedules and, um, and matches allow. Um, in the meantime, gents, thank you all and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Wow.